Consummate Athlete seeks health, community, and adventure through movement. And here on the podcast, longtime endurance coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford and author and cycling coach Molly Herford are helping you lead your best active, adventurous life. Every week, we talk with professional athletes, health and fitness experts, and of course, real-life consummate athletes. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another Friday quickie episode of the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Today, we're talking all about the gear you need to start your strength training routine as we head into the winter season. Yeah, this is the traditional time that the endurance athletes clamor into the gym or into their, their home pain caves and maybe start considering whether they should. This is the year that uh, we will do strength. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people who've traditionally gone to the gym, you know, at the moment, given the current climate, may not want to, you know, may not feel comfortable going to the gym. Or honestly, you might be realizing that making time to fit in a visit to the gym to lift weights for half an hour is, you know, kind of more trouble than it's worth, especially if you have a commute that's, you know, say 15 minutes to the gym, that's an extra you know, you've now doubled your workout time. So I think a lot of people, especially endurance athletes who maybe don't need like a giant squat rack to get stuff done are realizing that sort of the DIY at home strength training is, is where it's at. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, we can get by without squat racks and massive barbells and and so forth. Right. Like I think the, it'd be great to progress to that. Right. But so many of us, you know, you're starting where you are, right you know, it's similar to biking or something, right? Like you don't need to start with the most aerodynamic and light bike. And in the same way, you don't need to have all the gear to get started with strength. A lot of us, you know, body weight is going to be sufficient to get started. Yeah. So, I mean, as we're, we're hitting the off season for a lot of people and it's tempting to talk about strength just as this off season thing. Um, but really, I mean, sure this episode's coming out at kind of the beginning of a lot of people's off season, but generally from a consummate athlete perspective, we're huge fans of doing strength training to some extent pretty much year round. Yeah. I think if you look at the the reason why we do strength training, it's, you know, especially as adults, right? Like we're not elite level, whatever, right? Gymnasts or, or we're not elite level endurance athletes where maybe there's, you know, that really extreme pointy end, end of the stick type uh, focus, right? Where there's only so much time and there's only so much adaptation, right? But even at those those peak levels, you're seeing more and more, even in, with Tour de France athletes, where it's, you know, included in much of the year, right? Maybe just not in that main race phase. Yeah, for sure. And especially for cyclists. I mean, there is something, you know, to be said for the improving your bone density and, you know, kind of armoring yourself against injury whether it's from you know a crash on the bike or your kid jumping on you uh all of those things are super important especially as we get older and strength training can help there joe friel talks about that as sort of one of the most important things for the the aging athlete if you will yeah and, and it's interesting right like if we look at it yes strength and muscle mass for sure are good to have as we get older right we're thinking you know preserving our activities of daily living we're thinking about being stronger you know you talk about lifting the kids or absorbing kids jumping on you for sure um, but there's also this, this metabolic advantage to being leaner, right? And when we talk about strength training, it's not always that you're going to get muscle bound, right? This is like the curse of bodybuilding is that we see so much of our actual training is like influenced, you know, what people think of when they think of strength training, they think about bodybuilding type workouts and very isolated, you know, back in front of the body split days. Uh, and they also picture a bodybuilder, right? But that's just not reality. It's actually quite hard you know, it takes a lot of eating and a lot of, of a lot of focused strength work, uh, if not also drugs, to get 
you know, quite big, Mm -hmm. especially when we are training for endurance as well. Right. So the idea with this is that we're actually staying lean. Um, and, and that is having more muscle, a higher percentage of muscle versus fat, right? And that's what Joe Friel talked about is that as you get older, you lose the, the muscle and it gets replaced with, with fat, right? So you might not look a ton different and just standing there in your clothes, but you don't have this very metabolically active muscle and, and metabolically active means you burn more calories, right? Just standing around. Right. So we have a ton of episodes on strength training, what we do. There's a ton of videos over at consummateathlete.com. We have a whole chapter dedicated to it in our upcoming book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, which is out November 15th. Um, But the thing we really wanted to talk to to you guys about today is the what do you need to strength train at home question. Because, you know, like I said, as people are leaving the gym and kind of setting up their own home things, uh, Peter's been getting a ton of questions from clients about what what do you need to to start strength training at home. Right. So we'll put it in this post, like a a list of of sort of our, our, what we would say is, you know, a good starter set, um, or or at least in the first, first month or two sort of starter set, right? Again, you can start today with the, you know, having a chair in your house and some water bottles or you know, and you know, whatever, like you you don't really need much to get going. Yeah. That was, I think the big caveat that I wanted to put in before we started our list here is that, uh, don't wait, don't wait. Don't let not having the 20 pound dumbbell be your excuse for not doing squats today. Um, a gallon jug of water is eight and a half pounds. Cinder blocks are probably like 15 ish. Um, and you know, it doesn't really matter exactly what weight you're lifting, especially, you know, at this beginning level, like if you're lifting 16 pounds instead of 20, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And and there's definitely like, you're going to have people who, you know, with anything, any coach, any strength coach, you're going to have the ones that like Olympic lifting, the ones like who like back squatting, the ones who like, you know, only calisthenic body weight, but there's, you know, there's a time and place for everything. Right. And, And in a lot of it, just like cycling, there's different disciplines, you know, there's a different one that's going to work for you given where you are now. There's a different one that's going to work in, you know, six months from now when you're in a a different state, right? A different, you know, training phase, a different level of fitness. Um, So with all that to say, like, I mean, your calisthenics, your push-ups, your one-leg squats, your lunges, your handstands, your rolling around on the ground, you know, there's all sorts of different core exercises, you know, things that are like towards Pilates and yoga, you know, if anyone's ever done like a chair pose in yoga or what's another hard pose in yoga? I mean, plank comes to mind. Sure. Like your chaturanga, like a really slow push up. Uh, I, I think I just said chair pose, but, you know, standing on one leg. So like, is that mountain pose or what's? I mean, honestly, literally any pose in yoga can be hard if you, slow you know, down. contract your muscles, slow down and hold it for a while. And some of the like arm stand type stuff. Oh, yeah. Even, I mean, honestly, even a warrior, too. It's always funny because I like holding them for a long time when I'm teaching classes. And the number of people where you can see their arms start shaking just because they're holding, holding their, their arms out to the sides. So not even like their quads, not their legs, but yeah. Yeah, the arms are like the first thing to go. I used to do, uh, there was this old video like in the mid 2000s that was iron yoga and you did it holding five pound weights. Mm. Holy I do remember holy. that. Yeah. Yeah, we should bring that back. Oh, we should. Maybe next Friday for our, we've been doing Friday Zoom yogas with all the consummate athlete coaching clients. And it's actually going really well. I was, as usual, fairly critical of things. Um, but actually, Molly's head, head woman has had spearheaded this, this uh, <laughs> endeavor. And it seems to be going well. So I think maybe that's what we'll have to do is like everyone gets like their, their two pounder 
like aerobics uh, weights and, and goes into this yoga and we'll just scale it's, that. Soon, it's so good. Soon we'll be like holding like a large yak or, or small cow or something and, and doing this. This is how the fable goes, I think, isn't it? Yes. You like gradually hold a bigger cow sure. every day. It's like how I always feel like when you have a when you have an infant baby, like the best thing to do would be do 10 squats every day while I'm holding your baby. Yeah, you've been saying that for a while. I'm surprised they haven't. Uh, I wish I could remember the name of that that fable someone's screaming it at us right now um well if you know is it odysseus or something like that no that is not a fable hang on that is a myth uh Uh, if anyone knows the fable though hit us up so the idea uh, is that it may come to me the idea is that a man like there was like this baby cow and he would carry him up the hill and then like every day the the cow got a little heavier right which is my theory with babies yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. So anyone who's just like having a baby in the next little while, like this is your task. Start the blog now and uh, go for it. So good. So that's that's strength training though, right? Like that's sort of the fable of that often gets used with strength training is the idea is that like gradually over time you get stronger over time, right? And it, you don't start with the full-size cow, you get there eventually. So where are we at? We have the why we do strength. We have the start slow, start with what you have today. Mm-hmm. Um but now let's talk about what what we sort of recommend that you get. I'm going to start with putting out the yoga mat. Um, okay. So I wanted to lead with that because of a couple of reasons. One, if you have like tricky knees or, you know, you know, your hands wrists. hurt or your wrists or anything like that. Uh, My tailbone is pronounced. Oh, yeah. So actually, I have that same issue if I'm doing a, like a V-sit. Like I need to have a re- like a folded over yoga mat. Even. Yeah, I was joking, but not really. Like yeah. I, my tailbone actually is. But know. seriously, yeah. uh, so you know, uh, yoga mats come in different thicknesses. Um, so if you're going on Amazon, you can actually you know choose your thickness of yoga mat. Um, you know, some people might not really need necessarily a thick one. Some people might really prefer that. So you know, if you're if you have issues with your knees, look for a thicker one. Uh, I like having a yoga mat. Either way, even if you just get the cheapy, super thin one that you can grab, you know, it's like five to 10 bucks. Um, I'm a fan of having one because that way you can kind of create your your weightlifting zone. Mm. So you have your yoga mat sort of unrolled. It's on the floor. Your weights are like neatly stacked next to it. It's just kind of this reminder that like this is your this is your weightlifting setup. This is where you are. This is what you're doing. And it's kind of like front and center. You can't really miss it. You're just ready to go at any point. Sure. Yeah, and you could definitely do like two of those cheaper ones and then you could layer them for oh, things for sure. where you're kneeling. I mean, you can always fold the mat over to like get a bit of a knee pad too. Uh, but then you could also give yourself like a bigger square if you wanted to, right? Depending on the how much area you need for your mm-hmm. your your aerobics and so forth. Yeah, no, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yoga mat is just my number one for so many reasons. Well, it sort of starts the base of it, right? Like I always say, you know, we talk about this 10 minutes core in the morning as sort of this gateway uh, workout, gateway drug to to doing strength is just every morning we do something that's core. And, and I'm pretty, whatever you think that means, and I, I help people and provide resources uh, to routines but like honestly like people generally will know like push-up and like they've maybe been to a pilates class or one client really likes karate and like another client has you know some ballet experience so there's like all sorts of different things that are all you know working your core you know working your body you know up and down a plie is just a squat on your toes right there's all these different i think that's what a plie is there's all different ways to move right and this is the idea is that we're trying to get the body up out of the bed move through the range of motion. So more than your chair and your, your, you know, bicycle seat. So move that hip through full range of motion. 
stand up tall, lay on the ground, get up and down, right? Like that's exercise in itself, like up and down off the ground, right? It doesn't, if you just stood there for 10 minutes and got up and down onto your belly and up and down onto your back and... You've basically done burpees for 10 minutes. Just well, that's really all it is. Ones. Like, yeah, that's burpees and Turkish get-ups, right? Like, that's all it is. And there's, it's very, like, you I can hear when you do yoga in the morning, DW and I are doing our own calisthenics down here. Uh, you can, like, you, this morning you said you were getting warm and it's like, what was it? It wasn't that the yoga itself was, like, magical. It's that, like, you're taking this body of yours and you're putting it on the ground and then you're standing it up. Also, frankly, talking the entire time as I'm doing it yeah. definitely Holding gets me a little winded. Okay, so let's keep going here on the what. We want to give people a list. Now, we are going to put this on consummateathlete.com. It'll be linked in the podcast, like probably the post that's linked into this episode you're listening to, so in the show notes. Um, yeah, we'll have the full list there. So um, we'll go. So we start at the ground. We have our mat. What else do we need for a, a decent workout in like our vernacular, I guess? You know, again, all different types. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't talk weights without actual weights. So, you know, a lot of people are like kettlebell, dumbbell, you know, do I need plates? Do I need a bar? Do I need this? And I think for the most part, we would say starting with two 20 pound dumbbells. Okay. Now 20 pounds may not be the exact dumbbell size for you, but I think, you know, I, for us, I'd say 20 pounds is sort of a good, it's Here, a good one to start with. Here's my thinking. So I think you could, if you, we're always, this whole conversation of what to get is going to be really dependent on space. You know, if you have a heated garage and you just, you have it all to yourself, you know, you can certainly get like go go to town and get yourself a squat rack and, and barbell and everything else for sure. I don't think you're going to regret that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say don't do that until you've done strength training for at least a month on a consistent basis because this is the huge issue that I'm going to say consummate athletes are victims to. And I talk well, about this. Well, it's a gear trap and we talk about that in our book for sure. Yeah. So make sure you're into a routine before you like heavily invest. And, and that's coming like I'm very much the like I will just keep going you know, with what I have at all costs, like I'll get my bike and like put a bunch of sketchy stuff on it and just make it work. And I'm I'll a gear lover. Ride the run. Whereas Molly is going to get the stuff before she starts and she needs to have the outfit and all the like, you know, perfect dumbbell sizes for her current strength. So yeah, I think, I think again, where there's, there's budget to be considered, there's space to be considered. And this is obviously going to, but I think what we're talking about, I find to be like pretty universal and you can definitely add on to it if you're a larger person and you can lift a lot of weight you're going to need bigger so i would say 20 pounds is a good place to start because that gives you two 20s that you can put together to make 40 so you can sort of squeeze them together and 40 pounds is not a bad weight for like something like a squat for most people when they start and again this can turn into two 20s that we do lunges with or one leg squats or foot back foot up sort of lunge you know bulgarian squat type thing and I think it's also worth pointing out, it's so easy to find a household thing that's around 10 pounds. I think that's, yeah, exactly. Thank you for bringing that back. Yeah. So the 10 pounds are nice to have, but I wouldn't go crazy with like eights and twelves and, and stuff like that because it's just not that hard to put, again, two tens together to make a 20 or use a little assistance for your 10 or do less reps. Right. And I think that's ultimately what we're getting to is like, you need to be working pretty hard with this. And like most people can lift five pounds like that is like 10 pounds is like a weighted up grocery bag from the grocery store or something right like think about a sack of potatoes right like you could buy a sack of potatoes that is 10 pounds there you go yeah if you're if you need a 10 pound weight and for sure and you hug that thing to your chest and like that's a whole other type of strength right like that holding it to your chest is now restricting what your arms and your breathing is doing so again we're going to use household items to augment this and to you know put some weights together but there's just so much stuff you probably have like a pound or a two pound like 
Pilates ball or, or different things around the house. Again, like bricks and stuff that you can make do or put weights together. The smaller ones, though, I just find like it, people get trapped in this like always five pounds and they're like toning. But the idea is that we're we're getting certainly under 10 reps with most of this stuff. Right. The, right. The, the time for the like big number of reps, you certainly get there, but it's not. It's not where the win is, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's also worth pointing out, if you're if you're on a budget, you can kind of keep checking Kijiji and Craigslist. Kijiji is like Canadian. Canadian Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's harder to find. Although, actually, I'm going to say this. You might, be, you might be in luck in these next couple of months because a lot of people who hoarded weights when COVID started might be selling them. I'm going pretty hard on, on we'll say Kijiji, but on buy and sell uh, stuff. And, like, I, I locked out and got a big kettlebell, uh, which I was pretty psyched on. And it has been great having, it was 70 pounds and I was pretty nervous about this when we're talking about like mo- people moving from 10 to 20. Like I've been, when we were in Spain, I had a third or 40, 35, 35 or 40. Or 40. Um, so a more standard size kettlebell. And so this one was <laughs> a fair bit for me, but it's actually been good. It's like, it's funny how that anchor is like, it's just the only thing I have. And I'm not worried at all that it's going to go through our <laughs> glass sliding doors. Yeah. So I've been doing swings and squats and I've been trying even rows with it, right? When we're talking about upper body and it's like sets of ones and twos with the rows. Um, and, and I can augment that with certainly with the, the dumbbells. So all that to say, so we had, let's say a 10 pound set, a 20 pound set. Okay. Yep. Um, these next, are these are dumbbells. Again. dumbbells so these yeah. are our, our little ones, right? There's two of them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, to your point, 35 pound kettlebell would sort of be maybe your bonus here, but I don't think it's something you need to start your weight routine by any yeah. stretch. I think the advanced, like a kettlebell swing is a very powerful move, but it is a little bit more advanced, right? Like there's a bit of risk with that. Um, but, but I always find like the lighter, I wouldn't get any smaller than that with a kettlebell personally, because again, you have dumbbells for it. Um, but swinging stuff that gets lighter is just weird. Like if you can lift it with your arms and not like, that's the idea with a kettlebell swing, right? Is that like, it's from your hips and your arms are sort of just like the, the ropes on a swing set, the chains on a swing set, right? They're not lifting it. So a lot of times people use these weights for kettlebell swing that they can actually just lift from their shoulders. Right. So it's hard to get the technique with Mm -hmm. a a lighter one. Okay. Next thing up, pull up bar. We love our door frame pull-up bar. We've had it for, I think, seven years at this point. I think I got it the first year I came up here. Yeah. It was 20 bucks. I think so. It's like it, one of those janky... Um, it like, goes to any door frame. <laughs> like as seen on TV, right? So, yeah. Like technically, it's also like an ab curler or something if you put it on the floor. Um, uh, I'm totally serious. Yeah. Or for push-ups, right? Which yeah. is actually... We don't use it for that. But for people who are trying to get push-ups, like the thing I was like always getting some things to put your hands on to do what you know a full plank push-up. But anyhow, like the idea of hanging. So it's very hard usually with strength. The limiter most people have, like we would said, you can do squats and you can do push-ups. Like people understand that. It's very easy to do that anywhere, right? But to do any pulling motion or we might say back of the body motion, right? So we're thinking like deadlifts, uh, things for your hamstrings. Um, what else am I thinking? Oh, pulling. So the, the rows. So anything like a dumbbell row, like you're bent over and you like pull the weight towards your chest. And we say use the cue like thumbs in your armpit. Um, that's hard to do if you don't have something to pull, right? You know, or, or another analogy might be like pulling the starter on like a lawnmower off the ground if people have done that. So that's sort of like a rowing motion. Um, and then the pulling motion for a pull-up, right? A vertical pull or a vertical, I guess I call it a vertical row, would be like a pull-up. So your hands are over your head and you're like pulling your chin up over the bar. 
so this is hard to do in a house or a condo in our, our uh, case, right? Where it's it's hard to pull yourself up onto anything. Some people luck out; they have like a door a door frame, you know, that they can get the, maybe their hands on and work their rock climbing. Oh, you know what else we've done is actually the back of stair, like outdoor stairs that yes. are like open. Yeah. So if you have a basement, you can sometimes grab like the back of a stair and do it at least hang off of it. Right. And it's, yeah. we start with hanging, right? This is pull-ups a big one, A for self-confidence when you get it, but B it's very intimidating to people and C a lot of adults have issues with rotator cuffs and sore shoulders that we do need to edge into this. And, and that's part of the reason I was explaining this to a client yesterday, why I like the door frame. Cause he was like, Oh, I'm really tall. And I don't think he's actually any taller than I am. Um, so like it's too low. And I was like, well, no, cause most people can't actually do a pull up. So the fact that it's low actually makes it really approachable where you can like keep your toes, your, your feet are out in front of us, our core is engaged and actually use some assistance from your feet, your toes out front. Right. Right. Or bend your knees. That's not really a great. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm pretty big about like you got it. I don't like the, but the, the that's an aside though. I was going to say, I like to have the toes out front, but you're right. It's fine. Um, but that's the idea is that we're trying to hang. Right. And this is a fundamental thing, just like a plank, right? Like before we do the push up, we must learn the plank, right? We must hold that, that isometric, just that posture. Then we add the pushing to it. So in the same way, the hang is before the pull up, we must hang. Right. We have actually, we have a whole video on how to do a proper pull-up that we'll maybe link to in the show notes as well. There's a couple. Yeah. There's yeah. an old one with Steve Neal and I too for pull-ups for cyclists too. If you And a more approachable one with me. <laughs> I mean, actually, I don't know. You no, might be more approachable. I was, <laughs> I was pretty, pretty <laughs> useless at them back then. But um, yeah, that's the idea, right? So the, the pull-up bar is in-house. It's cheap. It reminds you. I think that's, well, that's what I said to him. Like the best thing is that when I walk into our bedroom, I basically almost have to duck to get underneath this thing. So it's like in your face all day. Right. Um, and it's, you know, you can throw it away. So I think the, the barriers with that is that a, it has to go in a door. So the door stays open. Um, it's very quick to take off and, and it can mark the wall, but it's very cheap. Like the startup costs are very low versus trying to install an actual pull-up bar in the basement. And again, some people may have the budget in the room to just throw that in. It might fit over top of your trainer in the basement or something. Right. Um, okay, we're down to our final two, uh, stretch bands. You love the band pull apart. I think so. Anyone who follows like Mobility Water, The Ready State with Kelly Sturette has probably gotten down that path. I think um, having even just a small one or two first things like sideways walking and band pull aparts is really nice. So this is like a really skinny one, like skinnier than like a road bicycle tube, which could be a, a first step if you even just want to try this with like a, a, a flatted tube from your bike. Uh, but yeah, you can do all sorts of things with bands for stretching and, uh, even just assisting, you know, when we're talking about adding weight for a lot of people, you could, you know, Google, like I just found an image this morning, like band workouts, right. And there's all sorts to get going there. And you could again, start just using uh, a 700 C bicycle tube to start. And that's an awesome travel one too, because it comes with you everywhere and it's not going to get weighed down and like cost you a carry on. Yeah. When we're traveling, like that's often what I bring is just this stretch band. It's an orange one, but I think they're more often red. So it's again, it's like a what would that be not an inch wide at all like it's pretty skinny mm-hmm. um but that's again you for use doing things for shoulder therapy exercises and just anything for your shoulders and this pulling motion right which again is the hard thing to get you can do push-ups and squats everywhere but you need to figure out a way to do you can do pull-ups and squats anywhere but i think the the pulling right trying to keep something with you that you can pull back uh, right again because we all have this neck back pain um, and hunched shoulders, right? So it's trying to oppose that. 
with some of these motions, right? So I would say that's a good first one is just like a skinny band of some type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the last one I think is really just you hinting at what you want for Christmas. Um, <laughs> you listed weighted vest. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be, I don't know if I would put that at the top of people's list, but I think it's a, a, a one that I become more curious about when we're talking about home strength, right? Like it's, it's hard to lift. Once you start getting to heavier weights, it's hard to lift enough without having a squat rack, right? Like even the kettlebell we have here, like I, it's hard for my little tiny upper body to get the weight up into my arms so that I can squat with it. Um, so I think it's worth like something like a weight vest is an interesting thing that then you could start walking with it, which is something I've become really enamored with since we got DW because the walking is not as vigorous and, and plentiful as it used to be. Although um, coming back to like the, you can DIY this, if you have your two 20 pound dumbbells, what Peter's been doing is putting them in his hiking pack. Yeah. And start slow with that. Like I would definitely like a lot of necks and backs go out with that for sure. But yeah, it's certainly you get a school backpack and put five pounds or a hydration pack. A lot of clients just do that. Like they bring their hydration for their hike or their walk and they just, you know, in the little like thing, put your five pound dumbbell in there. Uh, or two pounds, right? Like it, it all sort of adds up as far as adding some load and some like stress into your bones, so to speak. Right? The hiking pack is particularly good only because it has a brace and like a chest and a waistband and stuff. So like when you're talking about putting 40 pounds in, that one's going to be better because it's going to actually... For sure. Yeah, I just wouldn't start there. Like yeah, anything, yeah. right? Again, this is, you know, it's, it's a lot of reps of something. And again, a lot of people have this weird thing where like when you load their back that you like put your neck forward to like oppose it. And then that ends up like can end up straining stuff. But I do think that that's like a pretty nice way to load things. And I think the bigger thing is that whether it's a, a weighted pack or like a, a backpack that'll hold a bit of weight or like some people have like dry bags. We have a couple of those like for canoeing or something. You can also accumulate all these weights we're talking about. So say you just were like, Peter's stupid. I don't want 20 pounds. I only want fives and tens. Well, now you have two fives and two tens. So that's 20 pounds. And you could put that in a backpack and then row the backpack to do a 20 pound row or hug it to your chest or put it on your back and do lunges or squats or step ups, right? Remember when we were doing a run and you started talking about, you, you saw these like sandbags on Kijiji and you were like all about getting them. And then I just pointed out we could just buy like the dollar plastic bags of sand and put them into the dry bag. I swear it, it was like a light bulb went off like above your head in like this cartoony way. Yeah, I think that is true. And I think that that's maybe we have maybe two more points, but that's the last apparatus. But there is a lot you can do. And there's creative people out there. And I think there's a demand right now um, because you can't order this. Like, again, I have clients who are on like one and two month waiting lists for some of these weights or any weights, right? So I think watching the buy and sell, the local buy and sell, because you're going to see, especially when we're talking about these smaller weights, like it, it, they don't have to be fancy, right? Like there's all the old plastic weights that are five and 10 pounds. And there's all the old uh, metal weights that are in that thing. And I mean, honestly, like you're just looking for something to get started, right? So you can get, I saw it just in the buy and sell recently, like, you know, pretty cheap, like a dollar a pound for some of these smaller dumbbells and away you go, right? Um, but then also, like, as you say, like some things like sandbags and different things, you know, water in inside of some of these dry bags. If you just Google, like, how do you make weights or do it DIY the thing you want to do, right? There's a do-it-yourself kettlebell you can do with stuff from Home Depot. That one makes me a little nervous, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's like pipes that you screw together or something with like some nuts. And uh, I don't know what the actual weights are for that, but... Uh, Maybe don't do that one in front of a window if you make it. Yeah, so there's that. And then what was our last point? Do we have a last point? 
Uh, I think that was our last point. I think it was just the other thing you kind of mentioned is just uh, taking things slow, both in terms of getting started, but then also in the movements. Um, I think in the gym, especially when you have like people waiting for you behind the machines, it's really tempting to just like bust this stuff out really quickly. Or, you know, maybe you're used to a CrossFit where it's timed. Um, but to get the most bang for your buck out of any of these movements, no matter what, how much weight you're using, go slow, slower than you think, slower than you f- want to do. Just slow everything down. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, you can get instruction. It's getting harder um, right now still in the the pandemic to get in for like some coaching, some instruction of some type. Uh, But there are options as far as Zoom. Like I've done a couple now sort of kinesiology strength sessions with people where it's just sort of a check in on form and, and sort of walking through a routine and questions they have about different motions, right? Like if you feel like you don't know how to do it, this this is definitely something you can get help with. Um, you know, and it could be with a physiotherapist or with, you know, a strength coach or whoever. Um, but yeah, I think that's, but, but I wouldn't let that be the limiter, right? Like turn on a YouTube video and you can sort of see the basics of the motion and just go with that. Awesome. All right. So don't forget to head over to consummateathlete.com to check out the show notes. We're going to link to kind of all of our favorites here. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any other questions around strength and stuff, hit us up. There's a contact page at consummateathlete.com or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at consummateathlete. We have a Facebook page. We're easy to find, guys. Look us up. All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us bring on, you know, great new guests. And yeah, we'd also love to hear from you. You can find us on the interwebs um, at consummateathlete.com, at consummateathlete on Instagram. uh, And I am at Molly J. Herford on Instagram and Twitter. And Peter is at Peter Glassford. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.